Right now, Cholula, one of America's favorite hot sauces, is teaming up with Jack in the Box for the Cholula Buttery Jack. With Cholula hot sauce, crispy jalapenos, and pepper jack cheese on a signature bun. Try it with Cholula fries. Jack! Can you cool it with the guitar, please? Sorry, just got a little uh, excited about the burger. <clears throat> Try the Cholula Buttery Jack from Jack in the Box. Part of the Buttery Jack family. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Unbelievable. I'm done. I'm done. What's up, everybody? Good morning. What's up, everybody? This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Good morning. Uh, everybody listening right now on iHeartRadio, on Spreaker, on Spotify, on iTunes, on... <laughs> I should write this down. Google Play. Uh, we're being seen right now on YouTube and, of course, Facebook. Good morning. Good morning. Good, good to see everybody. Um, I am a little bit discombobulated today, and you guys can't see me. I just realized that. Hold on. Let me fix that problem. I was hoping that I'd be able to keep this open, but I can't. Damn it! I like the. Uh, I like the light. <laughs> so anyway, good morning. Yeah, now you can see me. Now I look like I'm glowing, like it's an angel. So I'm still in my workout clothes, and um, I'm completely off schedule today. My phone has been blowing up for the last uh, well since yesterday. And so I'm completely off today. Um, but first things first, I want to give a huge shout out to Sababa Water. Um, I don't know if you guys know about them, but it's S-A-B-A-B-A. Um, for every bottle of water that is purchased, they feed a child. Like They're able to provide a meal. And if you heard my rant on Saturday when I was at the uh, that event, you know how I feel about all of the starving kids and, and people out there in the world, not just in San Diego, all over the world. And these, these, these bombs that we're just dropping, like if we just dropped one less bomb, we could create a solution to be able to distribute all the food that we're throwing away. I can get into this a whole other time. I could do a whole show on this, but I'm just, the more I learn about how the food industry works, and all of the waste that America has, the more I learn about it, the more sick I become from it. And, and I feel like we've got to do something to change. 
So the reason why I keep talking now about Sababa Water is because they are providing a meal. For every bottle that's purchased, a meal is provided for someone in need. And this guy, Jonathan Stone and Don, who are a part of this, they're the real deal. Like they really deeply freaking care about changing the world. And I'm it just means it means a lot to me to be friends with them. But they're doing the right thing. And this water's freaking good. It's it's everything that you want in a water. And it, it's going for a good cause. Buy one bottle of water, provide a meal. It's amazing. So I'm grateful for them today. I'm grateful for all of you, of course. Brad, John, good to see you guys. Good morning. Jim Weaver, Lisa, always great to see you. Shamika, wonderful to see you. Uh, God bless you guys. And I don't know why. This is, my phone's ringing again. And it's all the same conversation. And they should know that I, I'm on the air right now. I'm irritated. Sorry. I'm on the air. Why are you calling me? <laughs> anyway, good morning, everyone. I'm really not that grumpy, even though I didn't do my normal routine. And I am extremely grateful, again, for Sababa Water and what they're all about. And, of course, our sponsors... Um, you know, shopmelissahall.com, Facecamp, Color Evolution, uh, E360 TV. Good morning. So anyway, we have an amazing guest. Jennifer, good to see you. Um, our, we have two guests today. Our first one's Jamie Thompson. I don't know if she likes to be called Jamie Elizabeth Thompson or Jamie Thompson. I don't know. I didn't ask her, but I guess we'll figure it out. Anyway, she was on the show before, and we went in some places that Morning Gratitude normally does not go. I have no idea what we're going to talk about today, but it's going to be interesting. So you guys sit tight. You might want to grab some popcorn because God knows what's going to happen right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Jamie Elizabeth Thompson. Do you have anything for my grumpy today? Good morning. Yes, I do. Oh my <laughs> Joshua, let's have some fun today. Woo! I, yeah, I'm... I'm all riled up. I'm, I'm all riled up. I'm putting my phone down. I don't want to look at it. I may turn my phone off today, like all day. Maybe that's a good thing. Oh, namaste, mother trucker. <laughs> good morning, Jamie. What are you grateful for today? Good morning. Mm. You know, it's, it's funny because it seems perfect, but for, for what's you know, what you're bringing here so far. And I feel like it's, it's slowing down is what I'm grateful for. Like the ability to just take a moment and actually just slow down because I, I feel like things get so noisy and out of hand in our culture, especially with devices. And this is something that, you know, I see a lot in relationship. It's, it's like we don't take the time unless we consciously create it to slow down, set, set down the devices and just really connect with our partner or friends. And so I, you know, I was thinking about that today and I took, I took a few moments to sit there and, and just, just be and just relax. So maybe we can start off with that. Yeah. I, so I was actually, I'm, I'm completely off schedule today and I think I've shared this before, but my quiet time every morning is literally the most important thing I do for my sanity. And, and it's, and I really do pride myself on getting up at 5am and starting my day and doing this. And then I failed to do that today. 
because I had I got I allowed myself to get distracted by my phone and the messages and um, I, I, I caused a bit of a disruption and and I feel it's because I'm listening to what the spirit is telling me and I'm guided by that and it sometimes it ruffles people's feathers because it's not in the line with what they want and um, so I, I allowed myself to get distracted by that and now I'm just all over the place and it's so sort of to your point by me not slowing down I did a half-ass quiet time today it really was not it was pathetic I could want to read I'm gonna redo it after the show because I feel like I'm gonna need it but just to slow down and go get back in my body because right now my brain is firing on all cylinders and that not is sometimes a good thing but right now it's not because it's it's steering up a lot in me that is making me want to be resentful and 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 really disruptive and um, that's not my heart but that's where it's at, it's got me right now so hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, like what if we just have some space for that right now what does that mean you know what if what if, what if it's okay for, for you to just be here exactly as you are right now and what if that's the most loving thing that you can do well it is it's just being with what what's here you know it's okay it and, and i i love that because it's honestly getting to do this show every single morning to see like lisa's who's always here isaac comes by quite a bit mr brad french is awesome dude john always good to see him jim weaver bonnie like when i see their faces pop up on here it always makes me happy because it's they're part of my morning routine you know so like yeah you're right in that I'm happy in this moment. I'm at complete peace because I'm back in my element where I belong. So, good morning, everyone. <laughs> so, Jamie, what? So, I've already asked you, I, and this to tell you how out of my body was. I asked you what you're grateful for, and I totally missed it. Um, you were on the show before. We went completely. We went all over the place, and now you have something on your heart that you want to talk about. Um, let's get into that. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who do not know me, I am Jamie Elizabeth Thompson, and I do go by Elizabeth. Oh, you, so the whole um, thing. Okay. And yeah, I do. I, I, I'm doing the whole, the whole name now. And um, I'm a sex and intimacy coach, and I specifically specialize in working with couples who are awakening and couples who want to do relationship in a new way consciously. So one of the ways that people do this is by exploring something that I like to call the gray zone. And that is when we look at straight up black and white monogamy. And we say something about that doesn't quite work for me. And then we look at polyamory and we say, well, that doesn't also work for me. So where in, in the, the space between that can we find a way to date, and a, day to be in, a way to be in relationship, and a way to have partnership, redefining it in the way that works best for us? Right. And everybody's gray zone is a little bit different, right? So there, there's no there's no right way to do it, and that's I think the the key, and also the part that kind of boggles people's minds a little bit. So it's really about stepping into that unknown space and and letting. Our, our true desires lead 
and doing so in a way that is loving, in a way that is honest and open and conscious, and really navigating the, the challenges of desire with ease. So that's what I help people do and what I'm really passionate about. The problem with that is that you really have to be to be able to step out on that limb of saying, okay, I'm going to open my relationship to outside people. You have to be, like each person in a relationship has to be on a very strong, trusting space. They, and they can't be distracted. They can't have a relationship where they're in a relationship with technology and their phone and then go into this. Because this takes extreme honesty extreme <laughs> just being really in touch with who you are as a human being and being in confidence and in love with that because you start taking in you start bringing in other people's baggage and baggage into a situation like this you're just setting yourself up for disaster and it's hard enough to do as it is right Absolutely. So a lot of times people say, and this is, you know, I might be saying a stereotype for some people uh, here, but I'm going to do it because it's, it's the way that it worked, the way that it happened. Sure. So many times men come and, you know, in a, in a hetero relationship, the, the man will come and say, you know, I want to have a threesome. And there's actually a checklist to make sure that your relationship is actually ready for that. There's a checklist. And, yeah, well, I have a checklist, yeah. That's... And, uh, <laughs> right, it's like, it, because you're right, there's a foundation, right? There, there's, a, there's a foundation that is needed for this. And so many times in, in our culture, men, and this is not, I mean, sometimes women as well, but this is frequently the way it works, is, is men will be like, oh, I want that. And, and they, they're, they're outside of their body and outside of the, the truth of what's happening currently in their relationship, so they want something that their relationship isn't ready for. And then on the same token, on the other side, oftentimes women will be an automatic no to something that they are actually somewhat curious about. Yeah. And, and, so, and so there's a way in which we women need a significant amount of safety and that foundation that you're talking about is mm -hmm. so important to even be able to imagine opening and 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 many times the first step isn't about like people say oh you know we want to have a threesome or something and the first step is definitely not having the threesome that is that is like step 10 right <laughs> you know there's there's so many steps along the way of, of actually like just having that conversation openly and honestly so many times opens up the relationship in a way that creates such a deeper connection and, and so much more intimacy because the, the, the couple is actually being seen in their desire for it initially first. Right. And that's the first step, right? So the first step is that and then it's like taking like micro baby steps to see where everyone's emotional system is at and if they can handle it without being blown out. So a next step after actually bringing it up as like, um, as a possibility mm -hmm. might, might be going out together and just looking around and, and actually giving each other permission to, to look around and see, 
you know, who, who you both think is sexy. And that's it. That's it. And just see how that feels. And then check in. You know, and check in and, and hey, how you know, how was that for you? Oh, you know, like I feel my jealousy or you know, I actually feel turned on. I didn't know that I would. But it's and sometimes people don't ever actually go um, into into having something like a threesome because that is a huge deal. And and so what what I'm advocating for is slowness in in this in this way of of <clears throat> navigating conscious relationship. I've heard about those steps before in going into it, and like I only I can only speak from a guy's perspective. Of course, I do know a lot of women that are in in this in this world that participate. Um, that guys the the patience end of it because typically guys think with their their penises only, and they yeah. all reason goes out the door. And so it's like, oh yeah, I'm turned on by this, and I want to do it, and they go off and do it. And then maybe they're in the heightened part of the experience of like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then the reality hits the next day, like, oh my God, what have I done? And then there, and then that, that person, whether it's a man or woman, starts texting your partner and like going, hey, it was good to meet you. And then all of a sudden you feel that tinge of jealousy and like, oh my God, she's going to leave me now. She's going to fall in love with someone else. Like the level of emotional maturity that it takes mm-hmm. to even attempt something like this is got to be off the charts. Because, I mean, I know that I have a child's maturity level half the time, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. you get in your head and you start telling yourself stories that aren't real. It's hard enough in real life. You know, I mean, think about, think about what the conversation that you have with yourself when you're looking in the mirror and you're trying on clothes, like, ah, I don't look good in this. I'm, I, this makes me look fat or this makes me this and this makes me that. Those conversations alone, but yet the whole world's probably seeing you as sexy and beautiful. But now think about the conversations that you're having with yourself when you've introduced another person into your life that may interfere with you. Because your home life is everything. Your, your, your stability at home is everything because it sets the foundation for everything that you do day in, day out. And when you throw that little, you know, you cause that ripple... And you bring in a new energy and a different dynamic, it can really shake things up. It can make your relationship better. Yes, it can also run it straight into the ground, <laughs> like hit hell with no stop sign. Is am I right? Yeah, absolutely. If 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 someone is is thinking with if a man cannot be grounded in explain in, what grounded means to, to guys that don't know what that means. It, to explain yeah, what it, that means. Well, what you're what you're saying is, if a man is if a man is only thinking with his cock, he's not ready. Period. You're not ready for a threesome. You're just not. <laughs> How's that reality I'm check? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I, because it, I frequently people want this, and men men want this, and and if they are denying the the um, the truth of mm. of that then there's going to be a secrecy that's built and then and then a shame that's that's put on top of that. Now, if they are open about it with someone else or their partner or, you know, and, and they're able to actually begin sharing it, then they can start to become grounded around the idea and then doing it consciously is a possibility. But it's not even a possibility until they can 
get out of the, oh, that's hot, I want that, and I must have it. <laughs> it, it, it's, not even, it's not even a possibility until they can get out of that. So that's where it's like what, what I'm... What I'm what I what I'm doing with people is helping them not get blown out on just trying it. Helping helping a woman find the place in herself where either you know she has the boundaries to say actually no, where right. they have this setup to be like oh actually I'm done and this is not okay. Right. And, and he has the ability to actually check in with her and with himself. And, and there's a setup where it's not like this person is actually texting your partner the next day. That is just that that's improper setup. So there yeah. there's so many there's so many ways and, and and half of my half of my recommendation to people is don't do it. it you know, I, this is just a common thing that is brought to me. And and a, a thing that people think about, but nobody's admitted. So I want to talk about and provoke this conversation that people are not talking about, but they're actually thinking about. And if one or both people in a relationship is thinking about this and it's not being talked about, it is one of the leading causes of infidelity. Here's the, okay, I want to throw something in too. If you are not willing to be 100% honest with your partner about what you did last night, and, and that could be just going out and having drinks with the guys, if you're having to sneak around just to do that, then this lifestyle is not for you. Like it is, it is, it takes complete honesty. And the theme of the show, what's up, Carlos? Oh, by the way, Selena, good to see you, my dear. This woman is going to change the world. I'm telling you right now. Uh, Dr. Garcia, always good to see you, my friend. Robert Brooker, always good to see you too, man. Um, listen, this lifestyle, like if you are not willing to just be in truth, all day, every day, especially with your partner, you are setting yourself up for a nightmare if you go into this. Like, I'm fascinated with the mindset that it goes in and people truly living in their truth. It's so funny, too, because everyone I know that's involved in this lifestyle, everyone, and I know several, especially in San Diego, it's like, it's like apples falling off of a tree for people that are in the poly lifestyle here. I mean, you walk down the street and it's like they have t-shirts on. It's just like they're, it's just they're everywhere. And, but the one thing you'll learn about them really, really quickly is that they are the most honest people you'll ever meet. And you have to be. That's the only way it works. And if you're not willing to be honest, you, you shouldn't even consider it. Because yeah, it, it's going to rip you apart. Yeah. Honesty is like, is like the, the $5 entry. You know, I mean, like, you can't even get in the door without that. Right. Consciously. Now, I also just want to distinguish the difference between the poly lifestyle and what I'm talking about. Right. But do you get the difference? Because you just said the poly lifestyle, and, and that is a whole different well, world that I, I don't actually play in. No, I, well, I do, I do, but, I, but I'm really in general, let's put it this way. Any situation where you're opening your bedroom to someone else you need to be willing to be honest. Yes. If you don't have an honest relationship, you should have an honest relationship anyway, but <laughs> you're opening so, a shit can of worms. Can we, can we expand that and say, Do it. if you're going to be in a relationship, you need to be honest because that's what I've, what, that's what I've found this creates. 
is so many times, like if you're going to be in a relationship, the entry at the door is your honesty. Yes, period. And and this is something where it's like, and, and like this is a desire. So let's open this to being in a relationship and and all desires. Because it's it's actually finding a way to have enough approval for yourself and, and your desires such that you can bring them with vulnerability to your partner and 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 open your and open your heart to being seen there. Right. And this is where it's like actually going and doing the thing that you're that you're thinking about doing. It's number ten on the list. There's there's ten things before that. It's it's actually like brush your teeth. Part of yourself that that setting your intention to be seen in your desire instead of having your desire met initially, and actually just being seen there. Like I have this thing, and I'm a little embarrassed about it. I don't actually know how to bring it to you, and I want to do it anyway because I love you, and and I want you to see me. And I want to know what your desires are too. Let's play. Are you willing to go there with me? You know what I mean? And just oh, I thought you were talking to me. I was like, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm talking. I'm talking I, to you as standing in for your future. I I you know. know like, I'm right? being an ass. Yeah. What happens yeah. if you're single and no partner? Bonnie wants to know. Well, I, yeah. You can find. Well, yeah. So that so then it's like actually. What's Craigslist? Like, what is it? Well, what is it that I want? I mean, it depends on if you want a partner. Some people, you know, you can be happily single as well. But you know, and there's space for that. But actually, looking at like what is it that I truly want? And I think the key is bringing it from a a place of thinking about it to a place of really feeling it in our body. Yeah. And like, what does it feel like? When I, you know, project into the future and, and see myself there and then feel experientially what it's like to be in that relationship, what are the things that I feel? And can I sit here and receive that right now on my own? And that's when it shows up. That's also when you stop caring if it shows up because you're already happy and because you're giving yourself what you need. So, you know, I mean, it's like really, really looking at what is it that I want and can I give that to myself now? One of the things that I, I do appreciate about um, the converse, just the conversation in itself, you can really discover how checked in, like as a man, the idea of another man just like engaging and like looking at your partner going, wow, man, she looked, she looked good. Or, or then that con- you see that conversation taking place. You want to find out how much you really care. Like you want to find out how strong you are with yourself. That's a good time to figure it out. Or when you're when the partner, your partner, and you know how men can be, where we're like cavemen, like it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. And then all of a sudden, now somebody else has a piece. It's like. It can test. It tests. It tests you as a man. It's like, how engaged am I? And what I have friends that are very active in different lifestyles, and the feedback I get is, man, it sure makes me pay attention to my woman more. I mean, because I don't want her to go. I don't want her to run off. Like this. This is this is a, a fantasy of mine. But it sure keeps me in check about making sure that I'm giving her what she needs. 
Because that is, it's a reality check too. Because the only time men really get jealous is when they think they're going to lose something that's theirs. And the only time that really happens in a relationship with a woman, because women are much, much different than men, is that when a man's not doing what he's supposed to do. When he's not giving the woman the attention that she deserves. But if you're checked in in the relationship and you're playing all out and you're having those honest conversations and this still comes up, then it's like, okay, well then you know what? You're probably set up for success in this world. But if not, you're, you're doomed. And it's, it's a very interesting, I, the stories I hear are just wow. Because I've seen it wreck people's life. I've seen people just get dive down and dive into drugs because of the depression over over it. And then I've seen I know some people that their relationships have flourished. It really is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. No, and you know, you know it's funny, this is sparking I, I want to share some a personal a personal thing here. So someone asked me recently, they were like, Would you give up your would you would you give up your career? If you were if for for the for the right man who showed up, like if somebody showed up and and it was like the right situation, and you really wanted to devote your life to you know being domestic and not having your career anymore, would would you would you do that? So my first response is two things. Okay, one is something about that turns me on a little bit. I'm kind of interested in that. Like, oh, spark something. Like, like you as the surrender, the housewife. Like surrender on that level, right? Like, mm. like who is that, right? Because I, I don't, I don't experience that part of me a lot, right? So, right. so then the other part of me is like, no. So there, there's two dueling experiences, and the part that says no is like, look, I'm not a '50s housewife, right? The part that's turned on is like, wow, like that experience of surrender sounds really, really appealing to me. So I sat with it for a few days and, 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 and I was like, and I, in, in going into this, this is the gray zone for me. This is the gray zone of like, oh wow, that's a different experience. That's the unknown. That's the unknown for me to really feel like, what would that be? What would that be like to fully surrender in that way? And so going into that, I, I like, discovered this whole new part of myself, this whole new sense of receptivity and and like redefining my own version of feminine energy. And I can tell you that if I that if I did this, it would be different. It wouldn't be a 50s housewife, right? That's not that's not what it would be. And there it's interesting to think of like, wow, would I would I could that be a possibility? And, and just feeling into that part of myself. Now I'm not like on the, you know, on, on my you know, dating profile saying, I, you know, I want to surrender and be your 50s housewife, right? <laughs> Why not? You know, because <laughs> it's, it's gotta be the right situation. But you know, it's like feeling into that part is where the growth was. And I think that so often we think that we skip the step of actually feeling something and go right into thinking we need to do something because of the society that we live in that's so action oriented. And so our gray zone can be all different kinds of things. You know, I mean, for some people, could be being the, faithful. the biggest edge for their growth is actually just being fully committed to one person. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's does, great. That's right? been great that's for me. Great. Uh, well, and, and, and the current relationship I'm in, 
Like, I've never, I wasn't, she's been with me when things are really crazy and now things are normal. I mean, you know, normal is defined by us, but, you know, it's been, there's been a lot of evolutions, but gray zone for me was playing all out in the relationship, just saying I'm fully committed to making this a success, to being present. You know, obviously I have to, I'm I'm working and I'm doing things like that, but like when we're together, I'm like, you got my attention, you know? And like even that was is great was gray zone for me for years, but don't take this wrong. And I'm just going to speak out loud. But women are pretty, for as complicated as men like to make, make women, women are not that complicated, especially when it comes to relationships. Because fulfilling a woman's needs and what the things that she wants, her basic needs, they're they're not that complicated. They're really not. And then a man's needs are really not that complicated either. But we over, we just overcomplicate everything. Yes. And, and, and stupid me, so hard-headed not to figure that out. But like with Karen, I just up my game and like put more effort in. And all of a sudden now we have this great relationship and where we can communicate about hard things. And I'm not running away every time something goes wrong. And it's just stability all the way around. But it, I didn't change that much. I just paid more attention. And, it, and it's amazing what that does. And it's amazing too, like as a man, like if a man has these crazy wants and desires or if a man wants to go out and spend more time with his friends, that's an easy thing to get. All you have to do is just when you're with your, your woman or man, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how gay relationships work with that, but just be present. And like communicate and talk and listen and shut your mouth every once in a while. And life is not all about you. It's amazing what you can get out of a relationship when you just pay more attention to the person you're with. Absolutely. That's just my yeah. experience. I could be wrong. I'm, I don't have a li- like a license to say that or anything. But. Well, you know, I'll tell you that what you just said, it's like I, I melt a little because it's so true. I mean, women really want attention you know like but the kind of like presence and like focused attention it's like you matter and yeah. if your presence is saying that to your woman it, it, it it's like that is what that is what melts her right and then and then men want want this like um they, they want they want to be respected you know and they want and they want to be seen as as capable and as and as your man and so there's there's this frame that I give to women often, and it's like like acknowledge, compliment, and honor what you want more of, you know, and really really bring that out in him by like wow oh my gosh when you just when you just open the door for me wow I just I, I thank you that that means so much to me I I really appreciate that and just bringing that and actually acknowledging what you want more of because I think as women sometimes we can tend to get a little bit um, nitpicky and and we, we start complaining and whining and I'm saying this I can say this because I'm a woman we start <laughs> whining about what we want more of and what we're not getting yeah. instead of actually really calling forth like more of the like oh wow you know you just like turned your phone off and came over here and, and, and sat right in front of me, I just, I, I felt so seen by you. Thank you. 
And it was like, oh, he's going to make a mental you hear health. that, and Ben? Like, oh, thanks for telling me what I need to do. They, they just want to know. We're just cavemen. We're just cavemen. And by the way, too, I want to know, men, the, all the men that are listening um, or watching, oh, by the way, if you are listening on the radio, you can join us over at Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude um, and comment. But Robert, Brad, uh, who else is on here? There's a man, Carlos. Do you guys like it? I mean, do, do, you, do you notice the feeling like when you open the car door for your lady friend? Um, do you do you feel like you do you feel like yeah I'm a boss I mean do you feel amped up when you do that or do when you do it do you feel like like oh, I'm just doing this to kind of keep her happy and shut up or do you not do it at all like do you guys open the door for like the car door not the door because if you're not opening the door for women period you're dope but I'm talking about the car door like when you open the car door for a woman, do you or do you not do it? And then the second question is, do when you do it, do you feel like a man? Or do you do it and you feel like, ugh? Like, how do you feel about it? I'd love to see the answer to this. Oh, by the way, we're going to... Yeah. Go ahead. We're going to bring Rich on this conversation Hi. just for fun. Hi, Rich. Okay. okay, good. Hey, how you doing, Josh? How you doing? Good. I want to I ask you, when you... Do you open the car door for um, women? Brad says, I do it because I like the feeling of generosity, not to be manly. But does it, it should make you feel like I'm be, yeah. doing what a man is supposed to do. You should open the car doors for women, period. Absolutely. Even if it's Uber. I, I agree 100%. Just before we got on here, I was just drying clothes. I was just ironing. If my wife is out, I do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jamie, Jamie, meet Rich. I, Rich, meet Jamie. Hi, Rich. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I like knowing this about you. So I also want to ask the women, like, what is it, do women, do you like it? Like, what is it like when, let's, let's give them some, uh, some feedback here. Like, what is it like, what does it feel like when a man opens the car door when, when a man creates the space on a date where you, you don't even, like, reaching for your credit card to, like, split the check is even a possibility. Because he's just holding such a space that it's like, oh, wow, I can fully surrender and relax here. And, you know, I think things can get a little convoluted in our, in our versions of equality and, and finding the, the place between equality and what actually feels good in what our primary essence is, whether it's masculine or feminine. Uh, I know with the primary essence being feminine, it's like when a man just handles things, I relax, I'm happy, I am so, I'm so in my, in my, my juicy feminine essence because it's, it's handled. Whereas, like, I'm a businesswoman during the day. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm handling. I'm handling stuff. So when I can just be with someone who creates a space where I can relax, I am so grateful, and and it just it lights me up. I love. So I, I guess that's the feedback that I want to give about that. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. So, Karen, like when we go out every once in a while, I like when I'm p- pulling out my credit card to to pay, she'll throw hers on top of mine to split. We've been together for almost five years, and she does it. I'm like, that's badass because she knows we're in. Like to me, that's saying, hey, we're in this together. Like I love it, and I don't expect it, but I love it. Like that's a funny way of her saying I love you that I receive. I don't know why. coming and so is your marriage and it's like today I am so much better the husband than I was five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. And those things as far as opening the car door, all the little chivalries, it's 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 so important. Woman needs to know that she can feel independent, but at the same time she needs to know she can be taken care of and those little things matter and, and it's, it's it's going it has to go back and forth. I mean I've been through the wars, I've been through everything, and I'm still standing if we're happy, you know? That's awesome. Jamie, why don't you, and by the, so, I didn't really plan on doing this, but for some reason it just made sense, so I wanted to bring Rich. Rich, is this is the first time on the show, and Jamie's been on before, but I, I just felt like this would be fun, so this is why we're doing it, and it's my show and I get to do what I want. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, Jamie... Jamie, I want you to um, just give Rich something, like th- like ask him something, like include him in this conversation, what we've been talking yeah. about. Like I'll let you, I'll let you take over. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, it's it's cool because there's you know kind of I think what was just distinguished is a three way right. <laughs> Body. Body. Morning gratitude has just gone uh, completely south today, but that's okay. Body. <laughs> of a relationship and then what actually keeps it going long term and one of the things that you know one way that we just talked about that was you know it with the check you know there's like if you've been together five years you've been together 18 years it's like it's really awesome when a woman is like hey i love you and and puts and puts the and puts the credit card down to, to help out and i'm just curious about like some of the ways that your relationship has evolved over the years and and like some of the ways that it started out maybe being one way and now the dynamic has shifted into something completely different you know like what what keeps it going in the beginning might be different what keeps it going or what's the same you know like where where's the distinction there well it's funny that you said the shift and sometimes you think the shift is on one side or the other, but sometimes you shift into each other. It's a shift, it's a it's a it's a simultaneous shift into each other and an understand uh, understanding that way. Like my wife will still surprise me with things. I mean, you know, I just needed new clothes. She said I come home, she's like, Oh, I just went shopping for you. I mean I can name so many things, but the the way and this ties into my whole purpose of my life because 
going back 5, 10, 15 years ago, I was not the husband that I needed to be for my wife. Not, not that I wasn't a good husband, not that I wasn't a caretaker, not that I didn't give it my all, but I needed to be more of the person that my wife needed me to be. And it's so funny because having just different control issues, you know, and there's control issues in every marriage. Why? Because you have different personalities, you're human, right? There's always going to be some kind of struggle, right? So what happens is as I'm embracing my purpose and my life now more than ever in a coaching business and all that stuff, I told my wife about a year ago, I said, I am ready to be the husband that you need me to be. So, because now I'm seeing how I want to pursue what is my soul's purpose in life, I realized, man, I, I wish I just had no, you know, like the old saying, if I knew, you know, knew then what I know now, I would have been different, but, you know, life is a process. So, make long story short, um, pursuing my individual journey within the marriage has enabled me to be a better husband, if that makes any sense, because I'm recognizing more of her individuality now. You know, so I feel this is the best, you know, the best version I've ever been as a husband, <laughs> you know, so I don't know if that kind of ties into what you're asking, but. Yeah, well, there's actually two things I heard in what you said, and one one is the frame. It, like, and I think this is important for everyone to, to look at the frame that you're speaking from, and that is <clears throat> you and your partner both looking at how can we do things to bring novelty, mystery, surprise, and love to each other and, and surprise each other with that. Like, how can we show up and give to each other? Absolutely. And like I said, after, so you're always constantly in a state of becoming, and there's not like, I've heard you say, Josh, recently by yourself, saying that, you know what, the identity, you never truly, you never come to a point where, okay, this is my identity and it ends. It only ends when we have no air in our lungs and no beating to our heart. That's when it ends in this realm of reality. But in a marriage, like you said, it's such a fine balance. It's always a tight walk uh, act that as you figure out and sell and discover yourself, you discover things about your marriage and it just intertwines. And like I said, now I'm at the point in my life that <coughs> I can be the person my wife needs me to be more than ever and be the person that I need to be for myself at the same time. You know, another thing, I just, I love this. This is fun being on this end of it. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> but so another thing you just said is uh, the, it, you when you found your masculine purpose is when you were able to start showing up for your wife differently. Oh, I think that's wow. so important for men out there. Because there, it's like it, it men. There's this, there's this thing that I've seen where it's like if their attention is only focused on their woman, then they they, they lose themselves in the relationship. Oh my and God. if they don't have that purpose as that solid grounding point, then it, it it gets like them holding the pull of masculinity gets a little bit cloudy and confused. And when a man finds his purpose and he's solid in that, he completely changes. And I've experienced it too. Yeah. I mean, you know, everything ties into everything. I'm not trying to segue off, but to 
find your soul's purpose in your life. And I've seen so many people, you know, we have the opiate epidemic, right? But I believe there's another silent epidemic in this country. At least it is in Jersey, New York area, where I live, where it's very jaded type area. So many people forgot that they could live a life they want to live. They think they have to live, there's a life, they have to live a life they feel they have to live. So this ties into marriage because you have most men, and my calling is for like middle-aged men, mostly guys, 30s, 40s, 50s, that they're trying to keep their marriage together and their whole life together, but they forgot, like you said, their masculine purpose, which ties into their passions and everything else, and they become dormant. And that and that is my why, my why into uh, what I'm trying to build here. And um, like I said, most people that fall into this trap because they gotta send the kids to the college, they gotta pay the mortgage, they gotta make their two thousand a month, you know, payments on their Lexus. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is. Oh, I remember those yeah. days. Oh God. What'd you say, Josh? I when yeah, and I had a two thousand dollar car payment. Needless to say, I don't uh, I don't drive anymore because of that stupid reason. <laughs> I'm waiting for my helicopter now. Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 no. I hit a thing here. So, um, going back to marriage and all this stuff, it all it, 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 I can't even express in words how this all intertwines with one's individual purpose because that's what we're intended to be as human beings. We can be not codependent, but interdependent, you know? So. I love it. Yes. Yeah. What, um, Rich, so what would you say the biggest, I don't even know if you can share this, but what would you say the biggest obstacle that you face in your relationship that you could actually share? Like, because well, I mean, marriage, you know, brings up some weird, you know, I've been married twice and didn't do so good at it. Um, but what was the secret to overcoming that obstacle? You know what the secret is? I'll tell you, a lot of, I can share this. This I can definitely share and not stray from the root of it, the root of the obstacle, right? So <clears throat> the biggest thing that I ever overcome well, my wife, we as much as we have a lot in common, there's a lot we don't have in common. And, you know, I feel, not to get religious, but that God has brought me out of my comfort zone, out of myself, for his purpose for me and his purpose for my marriage also. And um, I think that, because I often say to myself, my wife would agree with everything I want at the time. I'd be bored. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, and, and there is. heard that a million times that analogy but uh that's the truth of it it really is and and the biggest obstacle is letting go that is the biggest obstacle that is the biggest human fall that we have is letting go letting go of anger or let resentments is that what you mean letting go of you know letting go of tension letting it's forgiveness it's gratitude it's everything it's it's control issues it's everything so, you know what I mean? You know, when you have a black and white personality, as most of us do when we go in, because we're, we're drawing from our, we're drawing from our identity that we built before coming into a, uh, a monogamous relationship or a marriage. So, 
that's something that almost has to be deprogrammed in a way or reprogrammed, you know, I believe. And like I said, I only speak from experience. I don't have any degrees, but I speak from, you know, life experience. Uh, you know. How do you feel when another man hits on your wife? How does it really make you feel? Well, I'll tell you, you know what? It depends on the situation. Is he fat? Is he built? Not only. <laughs> that's, but that's, you're being honest though. Like, no, that's real though. Like, dude, that guy's got a, he's got, he's got a harder abs than I do. Oh, crap. There's always uh, pri- innate preferences towards certain things, you know, like whatever, right? So if if uh, it depends on the situation, I I don't get like crazy like I used to. And I mean crazy, just listen. I think in in love, like I've been in relationships where I'm like, you know what? I don't care anything, and it was pretty much over at that point. I think there's a healthy jealousy and then there's a very, very unhealthy jealousy. Um, I think you have to protect, you know, uh, something that is yours in a relationship situation in a marriage. But I've gotten, you know, to make a long story short, I, I, I don't let that affect me nearly. Like I said, I'm, I am twice the partner and the husband that I was 5, 10, 15 years ago and it's funny that, and that will still evolve and that's the great thing about life that consist, consistently evolves you know nothing makes me perk up more when like I someone's hitting on Karen like and if I if I if it hits me wrong then I know that I'm not doing something I need to be doing in the relationship like I know exactly what that means, or if I'm invigorated by it, like I, there's a sense of pride there, and <clears throat> but I do know that about myself enough to go if it hits me where I'm becoming like this raving lunatic inside where I just want to knock him over the head with the bottle or you know whatever, like I know that it's coming from a place of insecurity because I'm not being who I need to be in the relationship. But when I'm able to look at it like that's what's up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then I, I'm I, th- I know I'm in a good place. Listen, I think everybody goes through this. Um, I, you know, me generally, I'm very old school, and, and in the beginning, it was like a, a look here and there used to annoy me. But I'm like, listen, if the guy keeps looking, my wife is damn tough, and like she'll stand <laughs> down and scare the guy away. <laughs> Oh, that's then different. Then they're, getting, then they're getting choked out. Then they're getting the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> that's what they're getting. You know? Which is something that you're pretty versed in. You know, I mean, it's funny. My wife might get to them first the way she is. I mean, not <laughs> This is great. Jamie, what about you? Like, how do you. Um, so let me how to think of how to frame this question for you because women come at it differently. Um, like if you're in a situation where you're with um, with your with your your partner, and then a, a man comes up to you and starts to hit on you, how do you feel? Like what is the process that goes through your mind when you know that your partner is over there doing something, 
and now you're being hit on by another another man. How do you? What is the process that goes through your head as a woman in that moment? So I have a, a tremendous amount of respect and loyalty for for who I'm with, and um, part of it, my first my first thought is, does this person who's hitting on me know that I'm with someone? Because if they don't, then I have a lot more uh, patience. Uh-huh. And I'll be a lot nicer about it. But if, if you, you know, so it's like sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm here with, like, I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll be, like, nice and casual initially. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm here with my, my boyfriend. Um, but, yeah, um, no, so I don't need a drink. You, you know, like, that can, like, actually let them know in a way that's, that's nice. Because most of the time, men aren't trying to come in if they know. In my experience, now if they are and they know that, then then my um, my my uh, my fire comes out a little bit more, and it's like, wow. what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing right now? You, and and so I, I get a little more, I get protective of like, wait a second, you know that I'm with someone and you're and you're crossing that boundary right now, um, and that and that doesn't feel good to me. What? Um, so, you know, I'll just walk away. I mean, I have no issue with boundaries and telling people to uh, leave me alone if that's if that's what needs to be done. You know, or just like, I, I just don't want to be having this conversation right now. And what? I'll walk away. What about when you're single? How do you feel about men um, coming up to you to talk to you when you're single? Because um, you know every guy's fear is talking to women. I mean, like, to go yeah. up, to talk to a, a, a beautiful woman... Every guy starts having conversations with themselves like, oh, God, what do I say? Yeah. She's going to think I'm a doofus. Well, it depends on, on the energy that they come that they approach with. You know, if, if they're approaching, okay, so there's a distinction here. And the distinction is when you see a beautiful flower, can you can you walk up to the flower and smell it and, and enjoy it and, and admire it with, like, a safe distance from the flower's bubble? Or do you walk up to the flower and, like, stick your face in it and start eating it? You know? like I eat it. It's, there's a distinction here. Right? right. It's like if you can admire and and um, and be, it, it's like a, have, have, like, a sense of admiration and respect about your way of approaching um, then, then, then most of the time with me, you'll, you'll be met with, with more respect and appreciation. Even if I'm like not interested in being hit on, um, I'll still, you know, Oh, I'll, I'll be nice. But if you're like coming up with some kind of like wanting something or you're there to take something or you need something and that's the energy that you're approaching with, then it's, it's going, you're going to be met with many women with a, with a, defensiveness because it's like I need you to stay back because you're entering into my space fair enough man you guys are fun I I, I wasn't expecting this you know I again I kind of came into this with no I just I, I didn't know I didn't really know how I, this was all end up and then this ended up being a lot of fun I'm um, I'm grateful for both of you being on the show rich I promise we're going to have you on the show. It's just me and you. I, I just, I trust that feeling I get. And I just thought this would be a lot of fun. It'd be neat. And also I, I wanted to, um, 
you know, just throw a rock in the pond to see what happens. So I, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm grateful for both of you. Um, Rich, so no, gir- no giraffe question today. <laughs> uh, because, uh, no, I'm going to save it for your own. And I, and I may change it. Oh, no. Um, but in all seriousness, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for both of you. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of both of you guys if for very different reasons. And I'm really glad that you both came on the show today. I really am. Um, but I'll, I'm going to let you both uh, finish off. Just say whatever's on your heart. Um, Rich, you can go first. You know what? That's what it is. It's about being thrown out of your comfort zone. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, a lot of things, like I talk about the paradigm shift in life a lot, and that's my whole thing as far as a shift in reality, a shift in living, a shift in thinking. And everything ties into my relationship. It, it, it definitely intertwines for my marriage. And making my marriage better and it's also like I said if you're if you're embracing your purpose and you happen to be married or in a relationship you are going to be like we hear this all the time a better version of what you need to be for that significant other and like I said I mean I, I don't know how I can convey that any more differently than, than that but um, it just it, you know we don't have marriage over here and our purpose over here it all goes around each other you know what I mean it all it all intertwines like I said I think that's pretty good what about you Jamie you have any last words yeah I you know there's uh there's so many seasons in life and Mm -hmm. I feel like our seasons are we know the season that we're entering into when we can really feel into what our authentic desire is in this mm. moment. And so that's really where a lot of my work and my passion lies is is in trusting that my desire is leading me into the next season that I need to be in. And letting that um, letting letting my desire dictate my vision of the future instead of my experience of the past and that it doesn't have to be the way that it always has been. Mm. It could be something completely new and different and trusting that wow beautiful guys have the best week ever um i'm a big fan of both of you your websites and everything are plugged in the uh but you guys can obviously put anything you want in the comment section thank you guys for being on the show today this was a lot of fun again unexpected but whatever it was great i'm grateful for both of you and uh both of you have a great day All right, take care, Josh. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. See you guys. Thanks, Jamie. Nice to meet you, Rich. Thanks, Josh. Bye. All right, you guys. So that was a little bit unexpected, but it is what it is. Um, I, you know, I don't like to keep things normal. So uh, very grateful for both Rich and Jamie being on the show. I'm a fan of both of them. They're very, very just genuinely good people, and um, they lead with their heart, and I like that a lot. So... Thank you guys for watching. Uh, Thank you for all the comments, for the shares. Uh, Thank you for supporting our guest. And uh, you guys have a blessed day today. (laughs) 
put a new face on an old kitchen. The Home Depot's cabinet experts can reface your kitchen cabinets for a mini makeover in a fraction of the time. And right now, you can get an extra 15% off. Our licensed local experts can get the job done right, right away. So don't face another year in an outdated kitchen. Try refacing it. Get huge savings now. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Offer valid through April 25th, 2018. License numbers available at homedepot.com slash license numbers, including 602331.